Hey everyone, welcome to 41 Strong Podcast. My name is Chuck Tate. Great to have you with us today. For more information about 41 Strong, you can go to my website, chuckytate.com, chuckytate.com. All right, well listen, today is episode 104, and we're going to talk about depression and anxiety. Um, I know life is hard. It's not always easy. Every single one of us, we go through seasons of setback, we go through seasons of suffering, we go through seasons of loss, we go through seasons of, of grieving, and so many people today struggle with mental health. So we're going to go right to the Word of God, we're going to find out what it says, and I'm just going to share some of my own personal struggles, I want to be transparent with you, and let you know that, that you're not alone, I also want you to know that there is help. Things can get better. I know that Jesus will sustain you. So today we're going to lean into him. So I want to begin by just asking you a, a question. All right? That question is this. Do you feel defeated? Do you feel defeated? Do you feel desperate? And do you feel like you have nothing left. Perhaps you have nothing left to give. Some of you, your, your tank is empty and you just want to throw your hands up and say, I don't know what to do. All right. The good news is there's hope, but it's found in the word of God. Psalms chapter 34, verse six. Let me read this to you because King David struggled with depression. King David was up and down. When you read the Psalms, you'll find out there are times where he's on the mountaintop, there's times where he's in the valley, and there's everything in between. And here's what he penned in Psalm 34, verse 6. When I had nothing, this is what David says, when I had nothing, when I was desperate, when I was defeated, I cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard me, bringing his miracle deliverance when I needed it most. Man, that's good news right there, right? God's word is good news. The gospel is not bad news. It's, it's good news, all right? And if you feel desperate, defeated, like you have nothing left, the answer is crying out to God because he will hear you. He won't turn a deaf ear towards you. And not only does God hear us, but he responds to us. The scripture is clear that when we cry out in times of trouble, he hears us and he helps us. And David said he delivered his miracle deliverance when I needed it most. All right. Now, I also want to say this. All right, mental health is a journey, all right? It's, it's not like we can just quote one scripture and then, man, everything is perfect, all right? In fact, there's a lot of people, it's been said that, um, in fact, Erwin McManus, he's the, he's the author of the book, um, The Last Arrow. He's the pastor of Mosaic Church in L.A., and he spoke at a leadership conference a few weeks ago, and one of the things that that impacted me was when he said this, faith in Christ does not make your life easier, but it makes you stronger. Man, that's just a drop the mic truth right there. You know, if, if, if you've had somebody tell you, hey, just, man, faith in Jesus is just going to make life easy. You know what? That's a lie. Faith in Jesus doesn't make life easy, but it makes you stronger 
to go through life because life is hard. Life is difficult. And Jesus is the one who will stain you, and he's the one who will strengthen you. So we want to put our trust in him, which is why we're going to the word of God. I'm not saying that magically everything's going to get better, but I'm saying as you begin your journey toward mental health and you put your trust and your faith in God, he will sustain you, he will hold you, he will lift you up, and he will keep, he will take you through the valley. Psalms chapter 23 verse 4 says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Notice that the scripture doesn't say, even though I walk around the valley, even though I go the other way and I avoid the valley. No, it says we go through it. Every single one of us go through valleys of depression and despair and anxiety and suffering. If you're alive, you're going through a valley. You're either in a valley, going into a valley, or coming out of a valley, right? Life is filled with valleys. But the good news is we don't have to stay in the valley. We don't have to live in the valley. We can go through it in the only way that I found to to get through the valley of the shadow of death is to lean in to Jesus because he is the one who's going to strengthen you to help you get through, all right? So I believe mental health is a journey. Climbing out of the hole of depression requires steps, and I'm going to share 10 of them that have helped me, all right? And I believe that these 10 steps will help you as well. In fact, um, the executive pastor at the church that I lead, my good friend Chris Papasis, he said this just a few weeks ago in one of our midweek Bible studies called Fuel. He said, if everything is under Jesus' feet, then everything is under our feet. That means no matter where you're at in life, no matter where you're at on your journey right now, you can use this hashtag, but God, Right? No matter how you feel, but God will help me, but God will sustain me, but God will strengthen me, but God will see me through, but God will carry me, but God will hear me, God will grab a hold of my heart, God will come close. Psalms 34, 18 says that the Lord, he's close to the brokenhearted, he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. So if you find yourself in that place today, if you're at a low point, we know that this is a huge epidemic in our nation right now. And so many people have, choosed, have, have, have chosen suicide as a way out. I mean, the church that I lead, our own church has been impacted by depression and by, and by suicide. We have a number of families within our body that have lost a child or family member to suicide. So many that we have begun a ministry called SOS, Survivors of Suicide, so we can reach out and just sit with. And sometimes the answer is just sitting with somebody, just sitting with them. That's it. You don't have to have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Sometimes we just need to sit and to be silent, to love on somebody, just to pray with them, just to hear them. Right? So we know this is true. And, and this is, it affects everybody. And just, just a few weeks ago, there was a very well-known and a very well-liked pastor. His name was Andrew Steckline. He struggled with depression. He struggled with anxiety. He was forced to take four months off to, to work on his mental health. He felt like he got better. He came back. He began a brand new series called Hot Mess, where him and his wife, Kayla sat on a stage, and he opened up and was transparent about his struggle with depression. And unfortunately, that next Friday, he took his own life. So I know no matter whether you're a pastor, you could be a leader, a layperson, 
or just someone right now sitting in your car listening or watching this. It doesn't matter where you're at. I know that depression can grab a hold of anybody. But the good news is there is hope. That's what this podcast is all about today. 41 Strong is a podcast to deliver encouraging stories and scriptures to help people hold on and stand strong. So my prayer for you today that as you hear and as you listen to this podcast that you're going to be encouraged in such a way that you're going to keep holding on. And let me just say right now, if you're at a place like a really, really low place, if you're in a, in a desperate place right now and you need immediate help, like you don't even know if you'll make it to the end of this podcast, then I want you to call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Here's the number, 1-800-273-8255. I'll repeat that. It's 1-800-273-TALK. All right, if you need help, stop what you're doing, call that line, and get some professional help. Now, I'm going to give you some pastoral help right now. I'm going to share 10 steps that have helped me because I've gone through seasons of depression. There's been times where I didn't want to get out of bed. There's been times where I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to church. All right, it reminds me of the story one time where um, a husband, he, he, just, he woke up one day on a Sunday and he just announced to his wife, you know what, I'm not going to church today. And she said, no, you really need to go to church. He said, no, you know what, I don't feel like it. I'm not going today. Forget it. I'm, not, I'm out. And she said, no, you, you really need to go to church today. He said, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like going to church today. She's like, I, I know you don't feel like it, but you have to go today. And finally, he was fed up. He threw his hands up. He said, why do I got to go? And um, she said, because you're the pastor, right? <laughs> so if you're a pastor or leader, then you've experienced that before. There's been times where I didn't feel like it either. I didn't want to go. But um, so I just want you to know that you're not alone, that I have felt some of the same things, not all the same things that you felt. I don't know exactly where you're at, but God does. So let me just share some steps that have helped me. I believe there are, there's more than 10 things, but I'm going to give you, give you 10 things that I believe if you apply these to your life, these will help you on your journey. And again, these aren't 10 steps. You do these 10 things and you're going to be peachy, but these will help you on your journey to get healthy. Again, these are steps. This is a journey we're walking through. All right, here we go. Number one, Read, believe, and declare God's word. All right, that's the first step. Read, believe, and declare God's word. This is our foundation, especially if you're a follower in Jesus. It is vital for you to read the word of God because when you read the word of God, then it'll get in your heart. All right, we want to read it and we want to believe it. We want to move it from our head to our heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if the word of God is in our heart, when we find ourselves in a season of depression, we will find ourselves speaking and declaring the word of God instead of speaking everything that's negative. When we view life through a critical lens, it doesn't make things better. It makes things worse. So let's spend time in the word. Let's force ourselves, even when you don't feel like it, force yourselves to read. For those of you that don't like to read, you hate to read, all right? You can download the Bible app on your mobile device. It's called Version, and it will read to you. So if you don't like to read, that's no excuse. You can download the app, and the Bible will read to you, all right? So that's, that's just number one. That's the first step. Read, believe, and declare God's word. Number two, you need to expose the lies that the enemy has whispered in your ear, and not just expose them, but eliminate them. We need to expose and eliminate lies. All right, let me give you. Let me just give me give you a few lies that the enemy loves to to whisper in our ear. I'm unloved. 
He might tell you, you know what, nobody loves you. And he's a liar. We've got to expose that. We're going to eliminate that lie today. You are love. For God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus, right? You are loved. The devil might say, you know what, you're an accident. And I'm here to tell you, you're not an accident. Even your parents might have told you you're an accident. But the word of God says you're not an accident because the scripture says that he saw you before the foundations of the earth were even created. He saw you doing good deeds, all right? So you're loved. You are not an accident. The enemy may have told you, you know what, you're worthless. So I'm here to tell you, you're not worthless. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says you're his masterpiece. You're worth more than gold. You're his workmanship. God created you, all right? He knit you and fashioned you together in your mom's womb. And it says that he saw you before even our parents were conceived. He saw us doing good things. So I'm, I'm not unloved. I'm not an accident. I'm not worthless. I'm not a, a screw-up. No, God doesn't make any junk, right? You're not a screw-up. And here's, here's something else. You're not unqualified. Some of you feel like you're unqualified because of your past, because of your mistakes, because of some of the ways that you feel you are qualified. Moses committed murder and hid on the backside of a desert for 40 years, and God chose him to be the rescuer of Israel. Gideon said, I'm the weakest in my family. My family's the weakest of the weak. I mean, the first time Jerry Springer ever showed up, it was to film my family, right? That's how Gideon felt, but yet God chose Gideon, and, and God called Gideon a mighty man of valor while he was hiding, all right? So you are qualified. Another, another lie of the enemy is that you are defeated. You might feel defeated, but I'm here to tell you you're not defeated because greater is he who's in you than he that's in the world. The same spirit that ripped Jesus out of a grave lives inside of you. You're not defeated. So we're not going to live as a victim. We're going to live as a victor, and that's by faith. Again, we may not feel like it, but as followers of Jesus, we don't live according to how we feel. We live by what the Word says, and that's why the Word is that foundation. It's that number one. We've got we to gotta read it, believe it. We've got to decree it. We've got to speak it. All right? So number two, we're exposing and eliminating lies. And number three, we want to focus on the good. Don't focus on the negative. Focus on the good. Even if you've experienced loss, focus on who's still left in your life. Don't focus on what you lost. I'm not saying don't grieve. And I'm not, I'm not saying that we're not sad when we lose somebody. And to, I'm not telling you to pretend like everything is okay, all right? So don't misunderstand me. But I am saying in the midst of your loss, you can still focus on what you have left. You can still focus on what is good. You can still focus on 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 the good things, all right? We don't have to focus on the negative. We don't have to view life through a critical lens, all right? We can focus ahead. We put our eyes on Jesus. We can focus on the good. We know that someday there won't be any more pain. Someday there won't be any more suffering. Someday there won't be any more death. Someday there won't be any more cancer, any trips to the doctor, right? No more bad drivers. Someday life is gonna be perfect, someday. But until then, all right, until Jesus comes back or so takes some, we need to trust him. So let's focus on the good. Focus on the, maybe, maybe you, you lost a loved one. Focus on the times that you had to spend with him or her. Focus on the good times. Focus on the good memories. All right, let's focus on the good. All right, number four, give yourself permission to laugh. It's okay to laugh. 
even if you've lost somebody close to you, some of you haven't allowed yourself to laugh because you believe a lie that if you laugh, that means that you're okay, that they're gone. And that's just a lie. I know uh, I'm, I still miss my grandma. I love my grandma. I miss my grandma. And I can still laugh even though my grandma's gone, right? She would want me to laugh. Okay, so it's okay. Give yourself permission to laugh. Even if you're in the midst of despair today, you can still give yourself permission to laugh. It's okay. God created our emotions. He gave you the ability to laugh, all right? So go ahead and laugh. And you can still enjoy life even though you've experienced loss. Laugh. Give yourself permission to laugh. The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's what Nehemiah 8, 10 says, right? That means our joy is is connected to our strength. So one of the ways that we stay strong is to laugh, all right? So in, enjoy laugh. Give yourself permission to laugh. All right, um, number five. This is, this is important. We got to exercise. It's, it's important to exercise. For me, I choose to run. And when I go long periods without running, man, I bottle up my stress. But I get out there and run or I get out there and walk or I hit the treadmill or whatever. That releases stress. That releases toxins. According to, to VeryWellMind.com, when you exercise, your brain releases endorphins and adrenaline and dopamine. And these chemicals all work together to make you feel good. In addition, after exercising, you may feel a sense of accomplishment and your muscles will relax deeper because of the workout, easing tension and strain. What's that mean? Exercise is good. It will help you get healthy, all right? So exercise, all right, Um, and eat healthy. That goes with it too. Number six, rest. God commands it. Did you know Sabbath is not for God? Sabbath is for you. Rest. Make sure you get enough sleep. This is gonna. This is gonna. This is so vital for your mental health. We've got to rest. And I'm preaching to myself. All right. I need to rest. I need to go to bed earlier. I need to make sure that I take naps. I need to make sure that I get rest. All right. I need to get sleep. That's important. Number seven. You need to talk about your struggle. Don't keep this to yourself. Don't isolate yourself. There's a story in in the book of Kings when Elijah was on the run. He was afraid for his life. He left his servant, and he went alone into the wilderness, and he ended up under a tree asking God to kill him, all right? Don't isolate yourself. Don't run from the people that are the very ones that are going to help you hold up your arms, all right? Surround yourself with people who love you, who believe in you. It's, It's you need to do this with others. Don't do it alone. You got to talk about your struggle. Talk to God first. Make sure you're talking to him. Talk to somebody that you trust. Have coffee with somebody. Surround yourself with people who are for you. Eliminate the bad influences in your life. Eliminate bad relationships. Eliminate spiritual leeches that are just grabbing on you and sucking the life out of you, right? Seek counsel. Sometimes we need professional help. It's okay to seek help. It's not a lack of faith to need to be on medicine, okay? Sometimes you need medicine. God has given physicians the wisdom to create medicine that will help us. There are times where we need counsel. There's times where we need professional help. There's times where we need to see a counselor. We need to see a therapist, okay? So that's not a lack of faith. Talk to somebody, all right? Number eight. Worship. You can literally worship your way out of the wilderness. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 says, to all who mourn, all right, if you need consoling, 
The King James Version says, To console those who mourn, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks. All right, a great oak is immovable. So if you want to get to that point, then you need to put on a garment of praise. This is where we be intentional about spending time worshiping, all right? Because when you put on that garment, all right, like just like you put on a coat when you're freezing, when you're sitting in Starbucks and you're working like me a couple weeks ago, all right, when they have the AC cranked up so high, it's, it's just snowing inside, right? I put on a, a hoodie to help me get warmth. The same is true when we're going through a season of depression or discouragement. We need to put on a garment of praise, put on some worship and begin to worship. I can't tell you how many times I came into church not wanting to sing, not wanting to lift my hands, not wanting to worship. But I left different. I left transformed just by a time of worship. My mood shifted. My mood changed. My attitude changed. I came in discouraged. I left full of joy because in God's presence, there's a fullness of joy. So put on that garment of worship. All right, we're pretty much out of time. So here we go. Number nine. All right, we want to seek deliverance. There's a time to seek professional help. There's a time to seek medical help. There's a time for doctors, but there's also a time for deliverance. There is a such thing as demonic oppression. There is a such thing as spiritual warfare. You can read about it in Ephesians chapter 6. Sometimes you need deliverance. You need to have a pastor anoint you with oil and lay his hands on you and pray over you, right? Sometimes that's what you need, all right? So it's okay to seek deliverance as well. And then number 10, as we wrap this up, sometimes we just got to get up. Sometimes we got to lift up our head. Sometimes we just, Elijah, I just shared when he ran through that wilderness and he sat underneath that tree and he just told God, take my life. You know what God did? God sent an angel to him to tap him on his shoulder and he said two words to him get up. So as we close out today, I want to encourage you to get up. God will help you. Get up. Jesus will sustain you. Get up. The last scripture I want to read is found in Micah chapter 7. Verse 7 says, as for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, O my enemies. Though I have fallen, I will get back up. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, as we wrap this up today, I just lift up every single person that's struggling. God, everyone that is in a desperate place, they're discouraged, they're depressed, they're despondent. I thank you, Jesus, that today as we lean into you, you're going to sustain us in our suffering. I thank you that you're going to come close, that you're going to hold us. Your word says you're close to the brokenhearted. You rescue those whose spirits are crushed. So I thank you that we're going to begin a new journey to get healthy mentally. I thank you that you right now are moving. I thank you, Jesus, for your supernatural joy. I thank you for supernatural strength. And I thank you for the peace of God that passes all understanding. We command peace to be still in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me today on, on 41 Strong. 
Um, I also want to um, give you this phone number one more time. If you need immediate help, if you're struggling with um, suicidal thoughts, I want you to call 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. Again, for more information about 41 Strong, you can go to chuckytate.com, chuckytate.com. So for our producer, Mike Sable, my name is Chuck, and I look forward to seeing you next week on 41 Strong. Get up. PeoriaLife.com